still struggling to reach the people that God has called you to reach with your entertainment or your inspiration or your talent, and still trying to figure out all the social media hacks and apps, well, you're not alone. Most of us are still having issues with the constantly changing landscape of social media, but there's a better way to reach your audience authentically. And that's a way that's been around for nearly 30 years now. It's email marketing. And yes, I know you might still be rolling your eyes and saying, well, isn't that just for people with a million subscribers or people that are selling things that maybe you don't even really want to buy? Well, I'm going to explain why the three reasons you're still avoiding email marketing have got to be pushed aside so that you can take advantage of the tremendous opportunity to authentically connect with those God has called you to reach. You see, email marketing is still the most effective way to reach them, and I'm going to help you to get past the little frustrations and the confusion you might have around email marketing so that you can become that person that is right there in front of the people that God has called you to connect with in this creative checkup episode of the God and Gig Show. By the way, if you're new to the show, thank you so much for giving us a part of your creative day. My name is Alan C. Paul. I'm the host and founder of God and Gigs, and we're here to help you transform your creative life from the inside out by applying timeless spiritual principles to the temporary creative problems that you might be facing. And this call that you're hearing right now, this episode, is coming from our member calls with our God and Gigs 360 membership. That's our top tier membership for creatives that want to get out of their own way and become completely confident, erase all the self-doubt and all the negativity that they put into their own lives by connecting with other creatives who help them stay inspired and encouraged. So I would definitely invite you to check that out at godandgigs.com slash free trial. There's a link in the show notes. You can join for 30 days free and see how this membership can really help you accelerate your advancement in your creative career. Okay, let's jump right into this conversation about email marketing, why you're avoiding it, and why you really shouldn't. First thing I was going to talk about today is something that came up today in my other podcast job, which is at my church. And my pastor there, youth pastor, well, not youth pastor, campus pastor, is going to be releasing a book. And so meanwhile, while we were talking about, he was doing uh, some readings for his book. And uh, his wife asked me, she said, hey, um, by the way, do you do emails to to promote your stuff? And I was like, "Uh, yeah, I can't imagine not doing it. And she said, well, you know, he's He's, we've been thinking about it because we are trying to you know, promote this book, but we really, you know, we're, social is so hit and miss. And I just have to sit there and nod because I, I wish I could at that moment taken her through the entire, number one, the, the, the complete, complete creative game plan, number one. And, 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 and my pastor as well, I'll probably tell him about it just to make sure he knows it's available. But what really struck me was that she was just relaying what all of us know about social media, which is it's just not the best way to connect with people. Like it's, you know, we're sharing our gifts. We are out here making things, creating things, trying to do things for the glory of God and the good of others, as Jordan Rayner says. And um, it's just social media is still like this kind of shooting all over the place, hoping it hits somebody. Even if you're trying to curate your content, it takes a long time. I hate spending a long time with just reels. If you're like me, 
it's just not your native language. Social media is not your native language. Okay. So I wanted to get away from that because I knew we could talk about social media all the time and talk about why I feel like you've got to, if you have not yet started your email list, why it is crucial to your development as a creative. And I know it sounds like marketing speak right now, which is why I always kind of avoid it until I had this talk today. And I was like, why haven't I had this talk again? Because every time I avoid it or I think, oh, this is too nerdy. People don't want to hear about this part. I realize this is actually essential to basically like creativity and create career advice one-on-one. Uh, if you're going to make it, let me turn this fan off. I feel like I got a, I'm already stuffy and I've got this fan blowing on my head. Like what's going on? So what I wanted to tell you is here's some reasons why you may not have started email list. Okay. Let's start with the why it's people just hate it and think that it's going to be a, a bore. One is it does seem like it involves a lot of commitment. You feel like you got to sit there. You got to write this stuff out. You got to think of what to write. You got to come up with something every week or every month or something to write and say, if you're not selling anything, you're like, what am I going to talk about? And then the second reason that a lot of people don't do it is because there isn't an immediate payoff. Like if you write an email and no one writes back and no one clicks, it can feel like, okay, what did I just do that for? At least if you put out a post, you can immediately see a like, like immediately you can say, oh, okay, someone liked it or someone didn't like it. So it's kind of like an instant gratification thing. Whereas email is send it out. You don't see it again. So you don't see your own email like you do on an Instagram feed or a Facebook feed. And it can feel like, okay, if no one responded and you don't see a lot of opens, like, okay, what, what, what even happened? It didn't feel like there was any immediate gratification of at least seeing your post and seeing people interact with it. So it can feel like it's kind of like throwing yourself out there and not really knowing what's happening. And the third reason why a lot of people don't do it is because they simply feel that it's kind of archaic or old fashioned. They just, you know, it feels like email is just, you know, something that people do for work and people do for, you know, booking hotel rooms or something that you have to have, but, you know, sending people financial information, I guess, for banks and stuff, but you don't really use email the way you think you do and you think that no one else does. And I want to kind of come back at you with these three reasons why you got to do it. Okay. Um, one is there is no other way for you to really get to know your person, your audience, your listeners, the people who are going to be really interacting with you. And here's why. Yes, social media does do that in a sense. You can talk to people, you can direct message people. But when people read your emails, they're interacting with you in a way more personal way than even social. And let me explain why. There's something about like, do you remember when you used to get uh, birthday cards? Do you guys remember like when you get birthday cards, you get like, you know, I know a lot of people don't even send birthday cards anymore, but like when you had like a written card and just the process of opening it and you go, oh, this is pretty, you still, even if you're looking for the money inside, you still read the front and you still read the middle and you still kind of like, you know, you take it in for a second. You're like, oh, that was sweet. That was nice. Someone took the time to write out a birthday card to me or write out a thank you or an anniversary card. It's the same thing. Physical mail is a very similar thing to email. Whether or not you think it's like something that's just kind of goes to the ether, if someone picks out your email, they're reading it like as a personal note from you. They're not reading it like it's a spam. They're not reading it like it's just like another post on Instagram or Facebook. When it comes to their mailbox and they open it, there's a physical kind of connection. Say, hey, I chose to open this. I want to see what you're saying. I want to see what you're doing. So there's an intimacy and a connection that doesn't happen because a lot of things in scrolling, there's no real decision. It might be a decision for a split second, but it's not the same kind of decision when you actually say, hey, 
I want to pause for a second. Number one, I got to open my email address in my inbox. I got to do that. That's action. I got to scroll. I got to look for something that's important to me. That's an action. I got to open this email. That's an action. I'm going to read it. That's an action. So it's like four or five actions I got to take just to get to the content that I'm going to put in this email. So by that time, if someone's going to open their email, they're going to read it. And if they're going to read it, most likely it's because it was important to them. And because it was important to them, they're more likely to take action on it. So you can see like in all those ways, it's just such a more personal and connected way because people actually are saying, I want to read this versus someone that's kind of like just scrolling through Instagram or Facebook. And it's not the same kind of action that's like, hey, I'm going to go look at this person's profile. I'm going to go through there. You know this, even as I'm saying this, it probably doesn't happen this way. You don't go to someone's profile to read their stuff most times. You just scroll and they, you see it. It kind of pops up. But you don't physically go to your friend's website almost ever, or your profile, I should say. You don't go straight to their profile to see what they're doing. You wait for it to pop up in the feed. And that's what I'm trying to say with email. That's the opposite. In email, you have to go looking for it. It's going to be there. And you have to actually say, hey, I want to read this and click on it. So it's just a different action that's way more intimate and way more personable. And of course, once they read it, you can be more personal with them. There's just more you can share. And now I'm going to get to the second thing that I know a lot of people struggle with. What do I say? What do I say? Why would I spend time writing out emails? It just sounds like something's going to be so boring. Let me explain what I just did for my own show, which I'm doing, getting ready to pr- promote my second show of a series. Um, I sat down and I said, okay, what's interesting about this show? Okay, I have a lead singer that's a guest artist where I'm performing and I realized that I have to tell a story about like what this show is, not just my music. It's not just someone playing the keyboard or singing. Like there's a whole story. Like how do we come up with the idea in the first place for the concert? And so I, I wrote an email and said, Hey, you know, a, a long time ago, <laughs> galaxy far, just kidding. But I, I made up, not made up, but I told, yeah, kind of like in a story form, the story of how we came up with the concert. And how we came up with the idea and what happened and who came the first night. And I remember our first guest, our first guest to our first concert way back when came like 30 minutes early. And we were like, oh my gosh, like she's here, number one. And she's, we're not even ready. And I was able to tell the story of my first uh, audience member to show up. And that's one of the emails. Then there was another email that kind of talks about, hey, here's a lead artist and here's a YouTube that she does. And she's really amazing. This is our friendship. And then another email I wrote. So you can see, I wrote a whole sequence of emails about just one concert. And it's because I wasn't trying to think of, oh, just come to my concert. I wanted to tell them about it. Like, in other words, writing a letter is like being very personal, saying, hey, this is what I'm up to. This is what I'm about. This is why I'd love for you to be a part of this or that or buy this or see this or whatever. But the key of writing this email thing and not feeling like you're just like spouting out a whole bunch of sales copy it's just realizing you just want to tell people what's going on in your life, which you may think, oh, well, that's not what's important. You'd be very surprised. People want to hear what's going on in your creative life, and they want to know how they can like support you. But it's, again, very hard to do via Facebook, where they kind of make you boost a post, or Instagram, where it flows up every once every you know 200 times, and they may never see it. So that's just kind of like a, uh, I'm going to get some workshops, by the way, on what this whole email writing thing, but I just wanted to give you the ideas behind why I think it's got to be re-emphasized even when maybe some of you are like saying, oh, okay, well, I don't want to do it or I've done it. I've never really worked. I want to give you some more encouragement and help you with this. And then the third thing 
to kind of go along with what we were talking about, like, what do I write? I write what's going on in my creative life for, you know, why is it more personable? Because it's an action. And so finally, when people talk about, well, you know, I, I, I want to do it, but where do I start? Like, where do I even need to get like a new uh, platform or something to create now? This is where I'm going to recommend some uh, one particular product and tell you why I think it's going to work for you. And then we'll talk about like some of the other ones. Now, I use ConvertKit. And the reason why I love ConvertKit is because it's really, really made for creatives like you and me. And it's makes they make it like super user-friendly. So let's say you don't have an email list at all. You've never done this. And you're like, okay, what do I even start? They have landing pages, what are called landing pages, where you can just take their template, write down, change a couple of words, post it, and you have something where people can opt in, which is what it's called, and they want to sign up for your emails. And you can start building it, and you can get to 1,000 email subscribers for free. They don't charge you, up to 1,000. So it's super, super, like, obviously affordable because it's free. More importantly, they make the on-ramp easy. So if you've never done this before and you're like, okay, I don't even know where to start. It's like, oh, just start from the beginning. They have a beginning template. You pick up, you pick a site, you figure out what you want to say, but it's all kind of written out for you. And they even have templates on how to build everything else around that email list. But again, it's something that they make it super easy. Now there's other ones called MailChimp and Constant Contact and a few other ones. But the reason why I want to very, 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 be very, very blunt about this is because if I don't tell you this stuff, if I say, oh, you know, well, they may not be interested and this is something that's not kind of anti, not anti, but feels like it's like a, a tangent to creative life, then I'm doing a disservice just like I did to my, my, my campus pastor who's talking to me about email, or like I said, his wife was, and he's getting ready to release the book. So here's the thing about that. If he had built the email list earlier, he may have people already, I don't know. But it sounded like she wasn't like, they weren't using it. And if they had built it earlier, I could say, hey, get right now, send it out, ask people this question and this question and this question, and then get the feedback back and then email them and tell them this, tell them when the book is coming out this date. And does that. And I just realized I couldn't say any of that because I didn't even know if he even had a list or active list. So that's why I said, okay, in this member call, I'm going to come back to that source and go say, hey, no matter what, no matter where you're at, if you feel like it's too much work, feels archaic, if you're not sure what to write, you got to throw all that out the window. Because as we've seen over and over again, Facebook can shut down, Instagram can lock up your accounts. Um, and my goal in God and Gigs is to help you to reach the people that God wanted you to reach. Well, if I don't give you the tools, then I'm not helping you. And this is one of the key tools that you got to start using. And again, if you've never done it, this is mostly for the people that are watching this, our beginners in email, and you've never done this before, or you've just started, you just barely did it, or you have one, you just never used it. So this is where I want to encourage you. I will, I will put in the link of this particular uh, replay. I'll put in the link to God and Gigs connection to ConvertKit. It is a uh, affiliate link, which means we do get a commission if you ever pay for it, but as I just said, it's free up to a thousand. So if you get more than a thousand subscribers, then you should have no problem uh, uh, making sure you start to keep that account going. So that's my goal. My goal is for you to get that first thousand subscribers. And uh, the key again is once you get those people following you and saying what's going on in your life and you're realizing, oh my gosh, they're listening to me once a week, twice a week. They're, they're, they're actually responding. They're going to say, okay, this is worth 
the work. This is worth me sitting down on Sunday, just writing out a couple of emails just to make sure everybody's good and is following me and staying connected with me. And again, it's better to do this. I'm speaking to someone that's on this call right now. (laughs) It's better to do this before you start any kind of marketing plan, before you start selling, before you start an album, before you go on a concert tour, before you do that. Because like I said just now in this example, when you wait and you do it, try to do it while you're promoting something, it's really not as easy because now you got to kind of get, you got to try to get the ball rolling while you're already running and it's just tougher. So it's great to do this when you're starting out or when you're just like in between projects and you can focus on getting that email that's going so that, again, you don't have to worry about social media cracking down on you or any of these other things. Thanks for joining us here at the God and Gig Show. Please leave us a review on iTunes, like our Facebook page, or visit GodandGigs.com and tell us what you thought of this show. We'll be back soon. In the meantime, go create something amazing. Amazing.